0: What's going on, everybody? I'm just going to jump right into this. There's no need for pleasantries. You know who you're listening to, but well, I guess I'll say all this at the beginning, okay? You guys are listening to Mills Speaks, the Mills Speaks podcast. This is Mills of Vargo. I um, just gave you guys an episode yesterday. Um, I wanted to do a solid and watch Stranger Things in its entirety before I did this recording. You guys know why you're here. You see the uh, name of the episode. This is the Stranger Things Recap. I am recapping not just Stranger Things Season 3, which has been fucking fantastic. I am going to go all the way back, and I'm going to, uh, those of you who don't know, uh, much about Stranger Things, which is some of you guys, um, I'll give you an overview of what this show is about, what's happening, all of that. And I mean all of it. It's, It's a fantastic show. It just reminds me of when I was, um, against netflix in the first place and then once i did get netflix i was against stranger things right and i was like what in orange is the new black and and every other show that was you know big on netflix because i'm i'm just a um, i'm just one of those people you know anything that's popular with a lot of people i just don't want to know about it Okay, Let me find out on my own time. I don't want to follow y'all, right? I don't know why I'm like this. I just am, okay? But I'm late to the party. Um, I was late to the party. I was late to the party. But now, Season 3 is upon us. I was looking forward to this ever since January when they announced the date um, of the release of Season 3. After Season 2, I was very upset to hear that it was going to be 2019 when the show came back. Because I feel like it was 17. I feel like it was 17 when I when I watched Stranger Things. Um, so we pulled the track down a bit. I won't talk too much about the track. The track is dope. I love it. And it went perfect with this entire Stranger Things vibe. Um, everything about Stranger Things is fucking weird. Um, it doesn't even matter um, what you're into. This show's a dope show. Um, I love little, little nerds. I myself was a nerd when I was a little one. I kind of guess I still am a nerd. I'm not real sure. Um, I don't make the rules. I don't make the rules, okay? Um, all I have to say, let's just... I'm going to start a little with Season 3 only because I, I purposefully put... Um, I purposefully put the show on in the background so that I could look over and reference anything that I didn't write down. And the first thing I'd love... bring up about season three would be Billy. Okay, Billy. Billy, 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 Billy. Listen, before Billy, um, wasn't Billy anymore, okay? And we'll get to that. But before Billy wasn't Billy anymore, okay? He was a, he's a brash, annoying, um, probably psychotic, somewhat charming. He is cute. Mm -mm Mm-mm-mm. You see his little tight ass and his little little body, oh my god, and they make sure to keep him nice and oiled up, oh shit, he got the earrings, the long hair, okay, he got the the deep eyes, bro, listen, I like Billy, and I knew Billy was sexy in the season finale of Stranger Things, because Billy had to go and look for the little sister, and he came up to to Mike's house, which is, you know, one of the, the, the fellas, and he went ringing the doorbell ringing the doorbell and the wife was in the tub taking a, a, a bath the husband's asleep on the lazy boy here right here in the living room she's literally got to come out of the tub and um answer the door so when she comes down she's already a little agitated right but when she opened that door and Billy was sitting there with no shirt, with that shirt open, actually he had a shirt on, but it was, it was open, you know, back in the 80s, you know, you wore your shirt open, had your chest all out, and if you had chest hair, you had your chest hairs all out, you know, but he had the shirt all open and shit, he had his little denim, little, little denim jacket, little, little sexy, little ass out, like, the mama was like, what's up, who this? You here to see my daughter? Okay. <laughs> And he was like, oh no, she ain't my type. I didn't know she had a sister. I said, look at motherfucking Billy. But anyway, uh Billy is not the main focus here. We will talk about Billy later though, because he he kinda is the star of season three in my book. Next to uh Erica Sinclair. We will get to Miss Erica Sinclair and I will pull her name to get her a real name so that I can um, so I can address address her as such. Okay? Because she's fantastic. Alright, so the first thing that I wrote down about, um, Stranger Things well, let's do this, I'm not gonna do Stranger Things 3, I wanna do a quick recap, and then we'll merge into Stranger Things 3, okay, so Stranger Things is a show about four kids, their best friends, there's Lucas, okay, I'm gonna help you guys, cause some of you might know, some of you might not know, Lucas, the little black kid, alright, there's Dustin, the kid with no teeth, in the hat, he's a little chubby fella, he's the best, Uh, there's Will, the one who gets taken, okay? And then there's Mike, the asshole, alright? Now look, I love Mike, but Mike's a jerk, and that's just that on that, okay? Um, but... You know, so the show comes on, they're playing Dungeon and Dungeons and Dragons um, in the basement, which really is an 80s thing, I feel like, because I feel like a lot of people don't have basements like that anymore, and then the people that do have basements, like, that's probably not the kid hangout. They probably wouldn't trust their kids downstairs in the basement, like, like back in the day. Like, that was, I, I, I'm gonna be honest with you, Stranger Things kind of makes me wish that I grew up in the 80s, 80s. Like, I grew up in the 80s, I was born in the 80s, but I didn't have this experience. Um, by the time I was their age, I was in the nineties and shit was just, you know, at, on a different level. Okay. On a different level. Um, but it was the same premise. I mean, we didn't have cell phones, so we had to account for where everybody was based on where the bikes was parked, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, the one thing that I couldn't have been friends with these people, um, because I wasn't sneaking out of my mom and dad's house in the middle of the night. And there's definitely a rule in the black community that you're to be home by uh, the time the street lights come on. So, and, in, and, in, in my neighborhood, that was about 7 PM during daylight savings time or whatever. And then when it was, uh, when we were out of daylight savings time, then that was most likely nine or so nine or, or something like that. Right so uh it's just it's just an amazing show and it 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 throws you back to those 80s that time so anybody that is like a true 80s baby born in the 80s 81 2 3 like myself and you grew up in the 80s and you have all these memories so all the toys all the, the the pop culture references um it's amazing So anyway, so the show starts off with them playing Dungeons and Dragons in the basement and um, everything's cool. They're having a great time and then they disperse for the evening and they ride their bikes home because that's what you did. You rode your bikes home even though it was super dark and um, the other three kids made it the other two kids made it home but Will did not. He He was attacked by something in the woods and then they could not find him the next day. Okay, so that's the way the show starts before the Stranger Things pre pre like the little the little, uh, you know, before it comes on before the credits run and it tells you what show you're watching and all that before it even comes on. This is what has happened. Okay, (laughs) so obviously, um, I'm going to try to bunch this up a bit and keep this season one and season two kind of kind of short, because I want to get into season three. So season one, um, that happens. They spend the majority of the season trying to figure out, is Will dead? Is he missing? Has he been taken? What's going on? The only person that believes that Will is still alive is um, is Will's mother. Um, his friends don't think he's dead per se, but they don't know anything. They only know what the grown-ups are telling them. So um, at the same time that this happened, there was a little girl who, uh, escaped this lab, okay, in the same town, and she came to the house, to Mike's house. They found her, actually. They found her when they went looking for Will, when they realized that Will did not come home. This was the next day, so they did find her the next day. They took her to Mike's house, you know, fed her, all that stuff. She's, um, a lab Child, so she she doesn't know anything about regular life. She knows what they did in the lab, the experiments they were doing. You know the powers that she has. So it comes to light that the young lady has superpowers. You know she's she's um, able to make things levitate. She's able to ba- basically that's that's what it is. She's she's able to control things with her mind. Okay, what is that? I'm not trying to join into these words. You guys know what I mean. Okay. So, um, so she you know, she starts learning regular ways and such, and they learn from her, and they just, um, they just kind of start to really like her, Mike takes a liking to her, the other kids don't really know what to think of her, Mike's got a feeling for her though, so now they think that he's kind of compromised, his decision making is compromised, and all this, that, and the other, but, um, but that's just the, the groundwork for, like, the, the next seasons and the relationships that, um, develop and, and such, um, so, um, I want to say around maybe episode three or four, maybe even five, that's when the Stranger Things really turns up, with exception to season three, because season three, it, it happened early, it happened early, I want to say episode three or four, like, they, they really did hit... They really did hit the road running with this one. Um, they didn't. Uh, they didn't really bullshit around with getting to the crux of everything. And I think that's mainly because they only give us eight damn episodes. Part of the game is this, but whatever. So, um, so in the re- so right. Like I said, the remainder of the season is basically trying to determine where is Will. Is Will living? This, that, and the other. They come. You know. They. <laughs> They play Dungeons and Dragons, so a lot of this is based on Dungeons and Dragons stuff. So obviously not real, but um, somehow, some way, they've managed to jump into a dimension where this stuff is real. So, so in the in the show, Hawk in Hawkins, Indiana, um, there is this lab that's doing all of these experiments, and they, um, the young lady L, her name is Eleven, but they call her Elle, L basically um escaped from there but in her departure she opened a gate a gate to another dimension so because she did this um there's like an animal this it's not even an animal i don't know what this thing is they call it a demigorgon um so you know watch the show so you can see the images um but a demigorgon let's just roll with it being a dog with no face Right? The face opens up in four pieces and then it eats, right? So, no eyes, no face. They hear and all that stuff. Um, it's, it's, um, they're quite, they're quite, um, quite scary. Not gonna lie to you. Not gonna lie to you. Um, so, we do get a glimpse of the monster when Will is uh, taken or when he has his interaction in the woods, okay, with him. Um, so like I said, they go, they're looking for it, they, they talk to Elle, you know, Elle's telling them, okay, this is where I was and all this stuff, but it's slow going because she doesn't know how to truly communicate with them like that, you know? Um, she starts to learn things, um, when they have to go to school and she's there by herself. Um, so, so yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty dope from that aspect, um, They eventually all get on the same page, and that's my favorite part of the seasons, um, all three of them, when everybody gets on the same page. Because Stranger Things does this thing where they will break this group of, say, 12 individuals up into about four, or three to four groups, and then they're all doing different shit, okay? It all kind of goes together, but they're all doing different stuff. I'm like, what are y'all doing out here? You know? But... It's interesting, and I'll he- I'll be the first one to say that, um, I know we're not at season two yet, but season two, the last two episodes, is probably the best TV I've ever watched in my life, because they keep you so interested, like, I was, like, when I was watching it for the first time, when I, you know, when I didn't know what was coming, like, I was really stressed, I was like, oh my fucking god, like, what in the fuck are they going to can do like, I'm just like really stressed and I was like why is this life and then um but I'm not gonna get into that but those two episodes set up season three perfectly and then they kind of capped they capped off season one and two for me perfectly as well obviously but man so we'll get there we'll get there so in season th- season one there was um of course the disappearance of Will right the the kids trying to figure out if they could find him they don't believe he's dead, but, you know, that's just kind of what the grown-ups are saying. Um, the, the sheriff in the town, his name is Hopper. Hopper, he knows the, the Will's mother, Joyce, okay? He knows Joyce. They went to high school together. They grew up there, you know? It's kind of like a small town. Everybody grows up together, stays there, has a family, raises their family together, stays there. They have a family, you know what I mean? So, it's like you got generations in this one town, right? That kind of thing. So, um... So Hopper doesn't believe that he's gone, like, like any there's any wrongdoing. Hopper just thinks he's either missing or he was taken or something, but he's treating Joyce like she's a maniac, okay? And then she is acting quite maniacal, I'm not going to lie. But, I mean, her, her son is missing, okay? Her son is missing, and she has no idea what to do um, with the situation. Um, Hopper does go to investigate the lab because there was... Um, that's kind of where they found his stuff. His stuff was close to the area of the lab, you know? So, his bike and such. So, so Will, uh, so Will is, is missing still. Okay, that's fine. Let's put that over to the side, all right? Now you've got, um, so now you've got so the mom's the mom's tripping out the he has uh, an older brother jonathan okay jonathan's trying to keep it together because mom is tripping brother's missing and i don't know what's going on he's trying to keep it together he's a photographer he's a weirdo so he doesn't have many friends um and he takes a liking to will's sister um what is her name hold on what is her dumb name because that girl gets on my nerves okay dang she gets on my nerves Oh, my gosh. Nancy. Nancy. That's her name, Nancy. Okay, so um, he takes a liking to Nancy, but obviously Nancy has a boyfriend, and his name is Steve, okay? And Steve is awesome. Steve is Steve Harrington, and he's like a cool, rich jock guy who just, he's pretty dumb, actually, but, you know, he doesn't appear dumb initially. Um, But in season two, you really see how dumb he is. And, um... <laughs> <laughs> uh, Steve's dope Steve's, Steve's the kid that has the cool hair you know always has the girls and all that stuff well they managed to link up they're together in a relationship he seems to really care for her but he's stupid he's still one of those dudes that, that's still affected by what other people say and, and will go with the flow of you know when his dumb friends are being ignorant he'll do the same thing you know as opposed to being his own man you know um, so so um, they're all at some house one night one night, she told her parents she was going to study, her and Barb, her best friend, are going to study, and it didn't happen, um, so she goes in there, and she's having sex with her boyfriend, Barb is sitting outside, bored as hell, at the pool, because the other two are having sex too, and she is just there by herself, a fifth, though um, right, fifth wheel, excuse me, fifth wheel, and so... Barbara, I, I can't remember what she does to, to bring blood up. I don't know if she cuts her hand on the can. I don't remember what she does. But the the monster, the demigorgon, okay, is drawn to blood. Um, now Will was not. Will was not bleeding at the time, so I don't know why he was you see what I'm saying? But we're not gonna get into that. So he's drawn to blood. So basically he came he came up out of the woods and took Barb okay, took her, and, you know, when they're done having sex and all this stuff, you know, they come down, they try to see where Barb is, they don't see Barb, okay, cool, she goes back to work, I mean, she goes back to school the next day, Barb's not there, but she goes back to where they parked, the car is still there, so now she's like, wait a minute, where's Barb, so now we've got two people missing, okay, same monster, two different people, right, so, eventually, because the because the the lab is trying to cover up what they're doing, they've now put together a dead body and thrown it in the quarry. Okay, they're trying to make it like it's Will. All right, um, Detective Harper, Hopper, um, or the sheriff, actually sheriff, starts to. Determine that these people are lying and they're not quite what they say they are because of two different things. So the first thing was he went there to question them. He wanted to see security footage, all that stuff. They showed security footage uh, of that night allegedly, but that night it was pouring down raining and there was no rain on the footage. So he was like, oh, they lying. Somebody lying, right? And, so, and then the second reason why he started believing that there was some foul play here, was because he went and checked out the body. He went and checked the body out that they said they found. Um, and it was a dummy. It was a dummy. He cut the body open, and it was stuffed. It was a dummy. So, once he realized that, once he realized, okay, they trying, they lying about everything. Now, let me see what the hell's going on. Okay? So... That's when Hopper starts getting on the same page with, you know, uh, Joyce. Saying, hey, this is what's going on, blah, 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 blah. Um, In the meantime, Joyce has been visited by Will's Spirit, and this monster at the house a couple of different times. And the main way that the monster, and, or the force itself, um, lets you know that it's close is because the lights start flickering. They start flickering crazy. So, um the first time that this occurred she saw the the lights she saw the lights she talked to will she she screamed out to him and was like okay if you're still alive you know you know make the lights you know whatever and so that happened so she knew will was still alive she just didn't know where he was at um so at school let's go with the next day or the next few days after this ordeal at the pool with Barb and Nancy, okay? While Barb was sitting there, uh, being attacked or taken by this Demi-Gorgon, um, Jonathan was in the woods. He was just doing photography, I guess. I don't know what the deal is. But he was doing photography. He was taking pictures of all of them in the pool and stuff. Weird stuff. Weird, weird stuff, okay? Stuff that you'd be like, what are you doing? You know what I mean? But... You know, he was... It's harmless. You know, he's not trying to kill y'all or nothing. I mean, shoot. So... But anyway, so one of the girls in his darkroom or in his uh, photography class who was in the darkroom with him saw the pictures and told them. So then they broke his camera, beat him up, all that stuff. But Nancy came... And wanted to talk to him because obviously Nancy knows that Barb is missing and has a really bad feeling about the situation. So that's when her and Jonathan link up and are like, yeah, I saw something. I have a picture of it, blah, 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 blah. And then they go from there. So now they're working together and they're on the same page. But Steve doesn't like this because obviously there's some weirdo hanging out with his girlfriend. He's got a problem and he's got a short temper and he's an idiot, right? So we'll get to that later. So... Um, once we finally get to a space where everybody can be on the same page, then it's explained, okay, Will is in the Upside Down, okay? The Upside Down is a dimension just like this dimension, except it is literally underneath us. So think, so think us, the movie Us, but not, um, but not, okay? Okay. Uh, but the dimension is still the same, like, the whole situation is still the same, there's a, there's a clear, like, level, there's a group up, and then there's a group down, or a life, a life down and a life up, let's go with that. And um, that's where Will is. That's where Barb is. That's where a lot of people end up going. Okay. Nancy's one of them. Nancy went out in the woods with Jonathan. They went looking for stuff. And Nancy's ass got caught up and and drug into a a tree, which then took her into the underground. um, Which was, when I first saw that episode and we really saw the underground and we really saw what was going on, I was just like, oh my god, this is so funny this is so fucked, and so, um, so that was dope, and so once that happens, now they are 100% on the same page that something bad is going down, you know, this is what's going on, this is probably where Willis, this is probably where Barbara is, all of this stuff, so then she recruits, uh, the kids, they eventually go to Hopper, and the mom, and it's a big thing, and, um, it just goes goes from there. So basically, what ends up happening is um, they try to take uh, Eleven to the school so that they can do like a, uh, so they can do, put her in like a pool of water and just, so she can do her like psychic ability crap, okay? Because she has these abilities where she can cover her eyes, put the channel on the radio onto like a blank frequency and then she can kind of find people she can find them, she can, uh, see where they've been, all that kind of stuff, so she was trying to do that, um, and that worked, and then they eventually went to, um, do what they had to do, but they left the kids at the school, and when they left the kids at the school, that's where the, um, uh, the monster came to get them, and Elle, this was the last episode, and L basically killed the, the monster, sending it back into the, uh, the underground but then she was sucked into the underground too and that's the way it went off right the season one so so season two comes on they think Elle's dead all these things um but she's not dead she's not dead at all Hopper is um taking care of her in his cabin he finds out at some point that she's out there and alive and then he Basically, he started giving her food and then he ran into her and then took her to the cabin so that she could have a regular life, a bed, you know, a roof, all of these things. So she's not out here, just, you know, out here, right? So, um, season two starts, I'm trying to think. How this starts, oh, Mad Max, that's the first episode, Mad Max, so we've now introduced a new young lady into the crew, she's um, she's a little redhead girl, she's got a big brother named Billy, they're stepbrothers and sisters, they're not blood, he makes no bones about that, he does not like her, he does not care for her at all, he talks rough to her, he talks rough and abusive to everybody, because he himself is abused, and, and you know, we get more into that in season three, right, but this is what we've got. And so uh Mad Max is a big deal because they went to this new the arcade, the arcade opened in season 2, which was another 80s throwback awesome shit. So they're all like finding money, trying to go to the arcade and they get there to play these games and this that, and the other and then bam everybody's high score is out of here, okay? everybody's high score is out of here because Mad Max is number one on every fucking machine. And I'm like, what? So, basically, they're trying to figure out who this Mad Max dude is. They don't know it's a girl until school. Um, So, at the end of the first episode of season two, if I'm not mistaken, that's when we find out um, that there's more monsters. And the reason there's more monsters is because the uh, gate is not closed the gate that was opened, uh, when Eleven came out of the, uh, the lab, the, the, uh, the gate has not been closed, and so the monster world still exists big time, and on top of that, um, Will, who, who was captured, okay, so they found him in the underground, they got him up, they, they got him right, and he's healthy, and they brought him home, So, so episode one and season two, he went to go to the bathroom. He had something in his throat. He coughed up a worm. Okay? Jesus. It was almost like a tadpole. It was almost like a a little tadpole. And then this bad boy grew significantly, but not with Will. Um, This is what was found in Dustin's trash at the end of episode one. So, he took it. And he's like, what is this? I'm about to discover a whole new species. This, that, and the other. Yada, 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 right? So he takes it to school, of course. He's going to show his friends. And then he wanted to show a teacher. But then Mike stopped that for some reason. And I think it had something to do with, obviously, the bigger picture. The, the, um, you know, 11, all of that kind of stuff, right? So, so yeah, that that's the beginning of the episode or the season. So now... You've got, so now you've got um, the monster, okay, we know the gate's not closed, 11's not dead, right, and now we've got to figure out this life. So, obviously, Mike is, like, in love with Eleven, he does not like this new chick, he feels like the other guys are trying to forget about Elle and then add her into the party, and he's just like, I'm not gonna have it, okay, (laughs) he's not even trying to have it, like, don't you guys remember, um, Eleven, cause she's my girl, and I love her, right, that's basically what this is all about, and so, he is really rude and nasty to her throughout literally the entire season, until the end, um, a lot of things happen in Season 2. I'm not going to go through all that uh, at all. Um, but Season 2 was a lot of self-discovery for Eleven. She found her biological mother. She was able to find her sister who was in the lab with her. So, number 8 and Eleven, right? Um, I would love if Season 4, Stranger Things, explored more of these Um kids, because, I mean, obviously, where's 1 through 7, and then where's nine, ten, and, you know, where's 9 and 10, right? Because we got 8 and 11, so what's the deal? So, um, but no, it's fantastic. It really is. And, um, and that's the way they they open up season 2. So, um, so all of that happens, and then, eventually, what happens um, while we're not looking at 11, Eleven, because Eleven is stuck in this cabin, and the rules are she can't leave, she can't pull the drapes up, she can't communicate with anyone, she can't talk, she can't let anyone know that she still exists, and so it's very trying for her, and Hopper is no good parental <laughs> unit, he's, he's just not, he's not good, he, he's not good at it, he, he had a kid, his, his daughter died, you know, his marriage fell apart, he turned to drugs and alcohol, and he drank and took pills on the job. You know what I mean? Like so, <sighs> Hoppers—he's a, a mess. He's one of these guys who gets up in the morning, doesn't brush his teeth, takes his takes takes his beer and, and takes his pills together, and then you know smokes a cigarette, and then he's out the door. Like, Brad, this is not the move. This is not the way. Okay, <laughs> so he, um, as kids, um, as we're told, kids do you know, he learned way more from her than she could learn from him. So they were good together. Um, so, uh, she eventually gets really ticked off because they have a huge fight and stuff. And, um, she's just tired of, you know, rules. She's trying to follow rules that don't benefit her in any type of way. She, you know, she's a kid and kids remember stuff. Like when you say maybe, and you said maybe three times before, and you said maybe again, then they're only, you know, logical explanation explanation is is if the last time you said maybe and nothing happened this time you say maybe and nothing's gonna happen right that's like logic so um so yeah so that was kind of it was like a growing pains thing and you know it had been a while since he left he left and then she left and then it was a while before he came back because he was just too busy trying to fight these um he's been too too busy trying to fight these um These monsters, okay, and this disease that's going through the city, or the town. Um, So, he came to realize that the um, experimentation and all the stuff, the upside down, was still still there, because he got calls from just about every farmer around, blaming each other for somebody poisoning their crops. And then he went and and dug and dug and dug and dug, and then he found another entryway into the underground, or the upside down. So, so we're back to this, you know, um, will, will is normal, but not will is, this is a term that is coined in season three, but will is flayed. And what that means is the, 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 the mind flayer or the monster, what he does is he can infiltrate you, right? So think In Avengers, think Loki with the Scepter turning, you know, the S.H.I.E.L.D. agents into his little minions, you know? Think Body Snatchers, things like that, right? So, you're you, but you're only you until he wants you to be him, you know, until he activates, right? So, Will is slowly but surely becoming more and more infected by... The Dark Force, the Mind Flayer, okay? Um, The Mind Flayer takes total control over the Demi-Gorgon, the Demi-Dogs, all of the stuff. He's completely in charge of all of that stuff. They're all an extension of him, right? So, this is inside of Will, okay? So, there's a... It's crazy. It's really crazy. So, Will is able to find hopper because hopper goes down into the upside down but then he gets all jacked up and they the, the vines <clears throat> excuse me the vines in there attack him and then he's like gonna die and they had to find him and it's just so much okay it's just so much and so they do finally get him out of there um they get him out of there to get him to the lab get some you know medical attention and then he's shown the gate He's shown the gate, and he's like, this is what's going on. The gate is much bigger. We're trying to contain it, but it is growing exponentially. And so that's the issue, okay? Um, so while Eleven is out living her life with her family, okay? Mm-hmm. Trying to find herself. They're back here trying to figure out what are we gonna do about this little thing that keeps growing, the thing that Dustin cut kept that came out of Will. It keeps growing. It even grew legs while he was showing them to showing it to the friends. So it, it grows so fast. So within two or three days, it had been developed from a little itty bitty slug thing all the way to like I, like a whole full demi dog. Okay? A dog with no face, okay? so um so uh, earlier i mentioned to you about the last two episodes of season 2 so season 2 episode 7 and 8 which is called uh season excuse me episode 7 is called the mind flare which is where they explain what the mind flare is they explain what the deal is they um they make it really clear, you know, I I didn't do Dungeons and Dragons as a kid, so I, I had no idea what they're talking about. But, I mean, it's easy to follow, okay? It's easy to follow. It's a monster. And, um, (laughs) he doesn't like, um, he doesn't like the heat, so that's what they decide to do. So what they try to do is they try to combat this in three different ways. So, season, so episode seven, um, episode seven, They've taken Will to the hospital or to the lab because he, um, he passed out. He passed out because the, um, the soldiers burned up, burned up some of the, the vines that's underneath, you know, the ground, so the upside down. When you do that, the entire monster feels that. So Will almost went into a, like a, it was almost like a seizure attack type deal because, of the pain because it was so you know crazy so they have him there they're trying to explain to him or he's trying to explain to them what's going on um the monster inside of him knows now that it can use will and people still believe will to be will right so he basically said um he sent them into a space into the um the upside down and it was basically an ambush he sent them to die um once he sent them there with the Wills Will guy came out of his spot and he was just like he was just like I'm sorry, but he didn't like when you guys burned him up and you know, that made him really mad and then the guys died. It was a trap, basically. So then they decide okay, Will's a spy. He's a spy and he can't be trusted. So we need to make him sleep, take him someplace where he doesn't know, and then um then wake him up and try to talk to him. So that's what they end up doing in this episode. Um, they take him home, and nobody knows that they're there at that time. They wake him up, put him in like the little shed back there, so he doesn't know exactly where he is. They put him in the shed, and then they start asking him questions, trying to get him to come through the monster, right? Um, but he's not able to, so he's been doing Morse code through his fingers. So they're able to get the message while they keep talking to him. Um, the is just close the gate, which, you know, obviously that's, that's really clear. That's, that's, it, it was kind of obvious. And I was kind of disappointed when they finished up the, the Morse code scenario montage and, and it was closed gate. I was like, what? But anyway, um, but yeah, so they, so they all know they have to close the gate. So they're there. You know, they've got it together. The phone rings. And when the phone rings, the monster knows. Because the monster goes through the lines. The, the power lines, the phone lines, all these things. So he, he knows how to identify where people are. Um, so that's what he did. And so then they made Will sleep again. Before he can find out, you know, before that he could find out exactly where he was. I just hit my hand so hard just now. It's ridiculous. You didn't even hear me react. Fantastic. Um... But no, he basically went and, um, they put him to sleep, they put him in his room, and then they heard the the Demi-Dogs coming to get them, okay? coming to get them so they're all like and this is like the height of the, the the tension this is the height of the stress right here like it's like okay the music's going some kind of crazy 80s you know heavy synth music right and then it's like okay and then the camera's going around bad boy style in a circle showing everybody okay we're getting ready lucas goes out here and he pulls out this this um this slingshot and i'm like what is he gonna do with this thing anyway and so Um, so it was good. It was really cool. Um, it was a really cool section of the movie or of the show. And then, so they're getting ready. They hear the, they hear them coming. They're getting ready. They're watching the doors and the windows. They're trying to focus all of these things. And then, um, they hear a commotion outside. You know, some of the things are dead. One gets thrown into the house through the window. And at that very moment, I was like, it's 11 that fucking 11 and um and no lie uh that moment when l steps into the house okay with her chucks her high top chucks in her new style okay and she came through there and her nose is bleeding obviously because she was using her powers um it's probably the most epic moment ever when, when they did that and they showed the, the shoe and they panned up i was like 11 you know i was like whoa and so um so that's that's how that episode ends and then the fi- the finale of season 2 actually starts with Eleven being there embracing the friends, talking to them, all of that stuff, nice little interaction. She's got a nasty little interaction with Mad Max cuz she does not like Mad Max like that because she feels like who is this bitch over here with my dudes, okay? And um and then she asks to go see Will, okay? And then this is this is how this is how the craziness starts. Okay, the craziness starts just like this. All right, they start to split up. He, they tell. All right, so they're gonna take Eleven and Hopper are gonna go back to the lab. They're gonna try to sneak in there and close the gate. That's the first game plan. Okay, but they can't do that until. Nancy, Joyce, Will, and Jonathan go up to the cabin where he was keeping an 11. So you go up to the cabin because nobody knows about that. And then you got to take him up there while he's asleep, of course, because he's still a spy. Take him up there. Let him go ahead and, and, and wake him up. And they said the whole point of taking him there was to basically sweat out this monster, because the monster likes it cold, he he wants the window open, all the stuff, they were like, why are we giving it what it wants, let's just go ahead and, and, let's just go ahead and, um, and put the heaters on, so they basically made that cabin the hottest they could make it, they had all the portable heaters, they had the fire, the fire, um, place going, they had everything turned up to 11, okay, um, ...to get this out. And then, of course, once it started getting real hot in there... ...that's when he woke up and that's when the monster was like... ...yo, yo, 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 you got to go, right? So, they fought this for some time. They fought it for some time. And then, um, it did come out of will, okay? Came out of will and and that was cool. But, while that was happening... ...the other crew, okay? Which consists of Mad Max, Mike, uh, Lucas dustin and steve harrington okay they're at the house they're at the house trying to hold down the fort um mad max's brother billy our man billy shows up because he's looking for her because the parents have come home she's not home he's about to go on a date the dad is extremely abusive and disrespectful to him and he's like you got to go find your sister now go you know so he does that tracks her all the way down like I told you so we're back to the beginning of how I started uh he he went over to Mike's house mom came out of the tub okay (laughs) mom comes out of the tub baby and sees his little sexy self and then she gives him the address over to Will's house and he comes there and he's been itching to fight Steve all year because that's what you do when you come to a new school and there's like there's like a big dog If you're one of those assholes who, you don't care about being the big dog, but at the same time, you don't like the big dog. So, that's kind of how this went. So, he, he, he was, he's been dying to, to fight, uh, Steve. And he beat Steve's ass. Okay. (laughs) He beat her down. Or excuse me, he beat him down. And it was like, man, Steve, I I was disappointed in Steve, okay? I was disappointed in Steve because in season one, he got his ass beat. In season two, he got his ass beat. And you guessed it, season three, he gets his ass beat, okay? So, I mean, I was like, man, Steve Steve can't fight for shit. But anyway, so, um... They, they managed to take him down, the, the children. The children managed to take him down. They they tranked him with one of the, the needles that they were, you know, sticking Will with. So they tranked him, and then Max almost hit his junk with a, a, a bat that had nails out of it. And so, you know, then he knocked out. They took his car. They went to the pumpkin patches, okay, so they could go into the underground. Because so the goal was to set off a bomb in the heart of... The underground the tunnels so if they could do that and if they could get the thing out of will then l and hopper can make it to the actual um then they can make it to the actual lab and close the gate you see so that's kind of how they end the season two they got in there all of that happened all of it happened and then l goes in there and closes the gate And then that was done. Everybody leaves the town. Everything's cool. Season 3 here in motherfucking now. So, Season 3 starts like this June 28th, 1984. Okay? In Russia. Mother Russia. Okay? Uh, They were doing some sort of experiment trying to open a gate. Okay? The same gate that L closed now. They're trying to open a gate. Now, they were unsuccessful. For, for many reasons, mainly because of the location and then, of course, the power. So then they relocated to the United States of America, to Hawkins, Indiana. Uh, okay? And um, what they did was they started buying a property. They started... Um, they, they, they bought up a huge plot of land and built a mall. And the gate is under the mall. So, yeah, the gate's under the mall. And... The different houses that they bought the different the different homes they purchased were just so they could build out their build out their like laboratory throughout the entire city, which is very smart. I mean it's extremely smart. But you know what are you gonna do. Um, so that's that's what the deal is there. Um, another thing that's really 80s and it was brought forth in episode or excuse me season three was, um, Russians, and I didn't realize, because they actually mentioned Russians a couple of times in season one, because I did go back to rewatch that, um, for a little bit, but, yeah, they, I guess this was a real fear in the 80s, Russians and communism and all that kind of stuff, you know, whatevs, um, so, the Russians, like I said, they started this in Russia, they came over here, and then, um, you know, the main main place that they're at is the mall, okay? Which is, it makes, again, perfect sense. There's tons of people at the mall, so if you're there every day, nobody's ever going to pay attention to that. I mean, it was a very smart situation. Um, On top of that, um, they, um, okay, I'm getting ahead of myself. So, let's go with episode one. Episode one comes in. Um, Dustin's been gone, so let me give, I went ahead and wrote down some stuff about people, right? So let's just get to that, okay? Uh, Dustin has been gone for about a month, he went to some kind of science camp, cool, right? He had, uh, he met a girlfriend there, apparently, and, um, and when he got back, he brought back this equipment to make, like, a really huge antenna so that he could talk to his girlfriend all the way in Utah. And he lives in Hawkins, Indiana. And and it worked. And it worked. So they use this throughout the entire season because it's necessary, okay? It's It's needed, okay? Again, they did not have cell phones, guys. So, um... So, yeah, um, so... Everybody kind of ditches Dustin after he can't reach his girlfriend, and you know he. Let's say he went up there. They went up there at like sunset or something. Uh, it's it's full on nighttime, and they still haven't reached the the girlfriend. So at this point, everybody, including myself, is like, "Does this girlfriend even exist? Like, is this a real thing? You know?" So they ditch him, and um, just as he's about to pack his shit up and go, he starts hearing this Russian, you know, uh, message. So he's spazzing out about it, he records it, and then he takes it over to, um, to Steve, apparently, because apparently Steve can, can translate Russian. I didn't think that he could, and I'm gonna be honest, he didn't do a good job at this, but, you know, whatever, what are you gonna do, you know? So, um, so yeah, he, (laughs) so he takes it over there, Steve's working at the ice cream shop this summer, um, you know, trying to figure out what he's gonna do with his life. And, uh, so they go here, they go here, and he's talking to them and all that stuff. The girl that's working with Steve, she's a bit of a ridiculous person, but at the same time, she's super dope. And But the young lady, um, is fluent in lots of different languages and is able to assist. So now we have this cluster of people, Dustin, Steve, and Sarah, I think is her name, and... And then, of course, Erica. But Erica has not been introduced just yet. The only way we know Erica is in the first episode. Her and Lucas had a very um, uh, ridiculous interaction while they were in the mall. And um, and she comes to the ice cream shop every single day to get samples. Which I think is hilarious because that's what kids would do. Like, yeah, can I get a sample of that? You know, literally eating ice cream all day. So... Um, so, you know, that's the crew right there. Uh, Erica, Dustin, New Girl, Sarah, and then Steve Harrington. That's one crew, okay? They're the ones that know about the Russians. They're the ones that know about this plan to do whatever, okay? They're the ones that figure out, oh, the Russians are doing this every single night. And how these, you know, deliveries and this the that they go staking out in the rain and all kind of shit, okay? So this is one side, right? So then you've got uh, mike and 11 who basically have this summer loving thing going on they um, are acting like they're the only people in the world which is how you act when you're in love and then you're 14 and um you know they just or a teenager i don't know how exactly how old they are but they are monopolizing each other's time so much so that the, the boys are mad about it they don't like it um That's all they ever want to do and talk about is the girls and, you know, all of this stuff. Um, So there's a bit of an interesting dynamic going on within the the friendship, okay? Um, Dustin has this long-distance girlfriend that's in Utah, apparently. Uh, Max and Lucas are dating, okay? Um, Eleven and Mike are dating and in a relationship. But Will is still single. Will was actually outed in one of these episodes, I don't know which one, but he was outed in that one of the episodes where he basically was saying that they never want to play Dungeons and Dragons anymore, y'all don't ever want to do anything anymore, if it's not about the stupid girls, and da, da 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 and Mike goes, well, it's not my fault you don't like girls, right, and I was like, oh, wow, there's the coming out that I wasn't expecting, um, but I said, okay, cool, you know, what else, uh, the young lady Sarah also comes out, She's the girl who's over here with uh, Steve Harrington and Dustin at the uh, ice cream shop. She comes out because Steve thinks this whole time that she had a crush on him. She They were in a class together, and she was like, you didn't even know me. You didn't even see me in that class. And we had class for an entire year or something like that. And um, he thought that the girl would be interested in him. Of course, they always think that. Um, but she was really interested in another girl who was interested in Steve. So that is... Uh, two coming, two, two outings that I did not expect to see but was not 100% mad at because at the end of the day, I don't care what time frame you want to put a show or a t- TV show or a movie, you know, there's always going to be gay people around. So I was okay with that, um, and it was all good. Um, let's, see. let's see. My major takeaways from Stranger Things. Let's give you the gist of the season. The season, like I said, starts because the Russians are trying to open the gate. The Russians have successfully opened the gate. The gate is opening Um, Will because he had um, part of this thing inside of him. Anytime it's around, he feels something. It's kind of like he feels it in his back of his neck. He's like, oh, God, something's wrong, you know? And... um, In the first episode, there was a massive power outage. They were at the movies at the mall. Everything went completely black. Everything was done. Um, And Will felt that on the back of his neck at that time. Lights came back on. Everything was cool. And that was really just because they were trying to open the gate at that point. And all the power, you know, everything kind of surged. Um, Everything surged. Even the magnetic fields because the magnets fell off of Joyce's refrigerator at her house and job. So... They were trying to figure out why the hell that was happening. And they rolled into a whole bunch more information. So, um... So I told you guys about the one crew over here. So Hopper and Joyce... So that's the sheriff and then Will's mom. They are now kind of linked together. And... First, Hopper asks her out on a date. She doesn't show. He gets upset. He starts acting like a little bitch. You know, I, you know, little stuff like that. Like she went someplace else and he's like, Oh, is that your boyfriend now? You know, that kind of stuff. Like really hop, come on, sir. So, um, so, you know, Hopper, Hopper and Joyce basically are trying to figure out what's going on. They go and break into the lab because they think that it has something to do with the lab. And everything's gone. But they do run into a very big uh, Russian who beats the shit out of Hopper. I said, damn, you'd have thought he was Steve the way he got his ass beat. But um, Hopper got his ass beat and then they got back home. And then that's when, you know, he goes and he meets with Men in Tights. Our dude, Carrie Ewes, or whatever you say his name. Our guy from Robin Hood, Men in Tights. That's right. I'm taking you guys all the way back. Okay. So, Men is in there. He's a corrupt mayor, of course. And, um, you know, the mayor is well aware of this guy. He's well aware of the guy. He's well aware of the plans. He knows what's going on. So, he and Harper have a very interesting relationship. Uh, he beats him up a lot. Um, and that's fine. Um, so, once... Once they get to a place where they're like, okay, the Russians are doing this. They're buying up all these properties. Everything's going up here. Okay, cool, cool, cool. They manage to go to one of the properties to see if they can find somebody. They do. And they end up uh, fighting this big German, or excuse me, this big Russian again. But they get away this time. And they get away with one of the scientists from Russia. So... so you know he is basically he's basically um, pissed off at this point because he got beat up and now they ran away with his scientist the Russian guy goes on the hunt to find them Okay, so now you've got this little issue so they decide that they're going to go to Illinois uh, which is where um, this reporter lives who also made a debut in both seasons one and two, um, but uh, he's he's kind of like a conspiracy theorist type of type of dude, and um, he he's really he's really out of his mind. But he knows exactly what he's talking about, and so they go to him for help. He also can translate Russian. Okay, so that's another reason why they went to him, and he kind of helps them get the information from Alexei, who is the uh, Russian. So, the Russian scientist. So, so now, you have a second crew of people. Now you've got uh, the bald guy. Let's call him Bald Eagle, because that's what Dusty calls him. Um, so, you've got Bald Eagle. You've got the Russian scientist. Let's be clear. And then you have um, Hopper and Joyce. So, they are now on some okay now we know what the fuck's going on okay now we need to find these kids now hopper is like why do we need to find the kids we don't need to find the kids and save them from but joyce is very clear on the fact that her son was infiltrated by this force that is still here and these people are opening the gate to bring the force in that also directly affects my son and all the rest of his friends all the kids okay so they're rushing back to hawking's To basically see, you know, what they can do to stop everything. They find out how to dismantle or disarm the actual, um, the machine that's opening the gate. Um, so really the issue is, is trying to get in there. Now, one of the people is like, it's impossible to break in there. You just can't break in there. Well, guess who broke in there? Motherfucking Erica. Along with Dustin, Steve, and new girl Sarah. Okay, so yes, now we're here with Erica. Erica delivers the best line. One of my good buddies, Rachel, just said that on my Instagram post. Best lines of Stranger Things history. You cannot spell America without Erica. They were trying to convince the young lady to come and, 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 and help them break into... Uh, this little facility where all the deliveries go all the deliveries have been coming in daily and daily and um they want to see what's in there okay but she's she's the only one who's small enough to get into the air vent you see so um and it was so funny to me because Dustin said, I can do it. I can do it. I remember I don't have any collarbones. And I was thinking, what the fuck does he mean he doesn't have any collarbones? So Steve goes, well, he's got this disease where his bones are flexible. Ja, 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 ja. And I said, okay, cool. But, I mean, if you looked at Dustin and you looked at that dog, like, sir, you you weren't a monster that could slink down into liquid, okay? You're still a growing boy, okay? You can't fit in there, but whatever. So they went and got little Erica. Who is again Lucas's little sister? And um, Erica was fantastic. Um, at the end of the day, Erica gets screwed though because Erica got, she made her deal with these people that she would help them and she would get free ice cream for life. For life. Okay? And literally after this evening that she helped them, or a couple of evenings later, they completely shut them all down so i mean she's screwed okay she's screwed. but she um she's she's definitely the highlight of the the entire season for me i loved her sassiness i loved how she wasn't taking no shorts or no losses okay she didn't have time for y'all bullshit he didn't she didn't have time for all that extra talk I love the the part where she came she was in the movie theater and Dustin comes back and he's like do you have batteries and she's like why would i have batteries and he was, and he was like i always have batteries and she was like so what's the problem and I was, just like, I was like see this is my bitch so i love Erica love Erica she's best okay little slick mouth little girl she reminds me of kyla pratt when she was a little girl and she was on those wnba commercials talking slick all the time just make you want to slam her okay i just love that i'm not one for a slick talking child um but if it's a fake slick talking child that's cool but if like the real deal is in my face oh i'm a body slamming but okay um so erica enters into the thick of it in around episode four or yeah i think it is four and um so now she's in it in it she's not just a bystander she's not just a sister she's not just the girl who comes for the ice cream no she's fucking in it so i love that they made her a part of the entire thing so that's the second crew right or the third crew well that's this first crew i told you guys about the mall crew then you've got hopper in it in the russian and bald eagle then you've got over here with the rest of the the friends you've got mike 11 lucas and Mad Max and Will. Okay? You don't even have Nancy and Jonathan because Nancy and Jonathan are both over here working at the Hawkins newspaper. And it's the 80s, and Nancy's the only woman trying to be a reporter. So they are being extremely disrespectful and rude to Miss Nance, which I'm not mad at because she's a douche. And it looks like, okay, I learned something when I was working for a fella who was extremely no nonsense. Shut up. Say only what's needed and go. Okay? Shut up. Say what's needed and go. But this is not the way most women um, articulate themselves. There's a lot of ums and ums and just and kind of and sort of. There's no definitive, you know, most of the time. Um, And this is what she dealt with and this is what I had to deal with watching this crap. And I just wanted to dropkick Nancy every time she was on the screen, so I didn't enjoy her at all in this season. And I don't know who did her hair, why they teased it like that. It's the worst. Just put it in a ponytail. Put it in a ponytail, okay? Um, anyway, that really bothered me. That really bothered me. Um, so, um, Billy. Let's go ahead and talk Billy. So, Billy, um, at the end of episode one, okay, Billy's driving, Billy has propositioned Mike's and Ms. Nancy's mother, okay, at the pool. He's a, he's a lifeguard this summer, okay? He's propositioned her, hey, how about we go over here to the Motel 6 pool, it's nice and secluded, and how about, how about later on, later around 8 o'clock, right? So, he's thinking he's going over here to get some Mary poster and, um, he, something hits his windshield, he gets out, and then he gets sucked in, and then that's the end of Billy. That's really the end of Billy. Billy then is resurfaced, but he is now flayed. He has the monster inside of him, okay? Um, and it sucks. I, You know, Billy's not anyone's favorite character, but I didn't want him to go out like that. Damn. So, um, so yeah, Billy, Billy comes back to work the next day. Um, he's definitely not himself. Everybody's like, well, what's going on? But you know they're not really... Tripping about it, you know, it's just whatever, right? So, um, Billy's job is to build the army. So, what Billy has been doing is uh, Billy has been uh, recruiting, he's been getting people, so his co workers, friends, whomever, he's been getting them, taking them, and presenting them to the monster. The monster then sucks their life out of their body, okay, puts itself in there. And then he sends them on their way. Um, there's a really horrible scene where they're building this army for for the monster to be is its biggest and most powerful. And it's really unfortunate because all of the people who were affected, infected by um, the dog, or excuse me, by the, the monster itself, like they, their bodies literally collapse into nothing. Okay. And into like this goop of just goop. All right just guts and blood and whatever it is they just collapse in and then it all merged into the the monster and then the monster was this big ass shit it listen it was terrible it was terrible i hated that scene i hated it there was three major scenes where i was like okay yeah y'all really running out with me right now okay uh, that was one of the scenes the other scene was when l gets bitten by this big monster that has been created now okay gets bitten by it, and then they leave something in her, and then they're trying to get it out, they cut her, they're trying to get, Jonathan's got his hand all in her leg, and it's just like, get out of her leg, okay, (laughs) please, okay, and then there's the part at the very beginning which actually starts all of this, the rats, the uh, monster gets a hold of rats, and um, puts himself in these rats, and then allows the rats to consume as much stuff And then the rats started, like, when it came back to where the monster was, then the rats were then liquefied and then joined into the monster itself. So, uh, those three scenes were horrible for me. I thought it was disgusting. Um, so, so there's that. Um, so I'm trying to think of where I am with that. So once Billy gets all of the people, um... starts building the army, the army is built, um, then they go on the attack, and they attack on the 4th of July, that evening, during fireworks, is when the 4th of July attack happens, um, they're in the Hopper's cabin, which is not very far from where the, the 4th of July festivities are, um, but they're there, and, um, They have a fight of their life. And this is where Elle gets bitten. She gets bitten here because she's fighting them and she's fighting them. And they're, like, coming in from all these different directions. And she's getting them and getting them. And then she got them and they were done. And then they came back, and you know, another time. Like, another arm came and then got her on the leg. And then they're all trying to keep her from getting eaten. And it was just an intense situation. And then um, they make their their way over to uh, a grocery store so they can get some stuff to fix her leg up. You know, and whatever. And then they run into these fireworks there, and which was very smart of Lucas. Shout out to Lucas for that because um, I'm not sure what else they would have been able to use on the monster when it when the time came for them to have to actually, you know, try to physically take the monster out. So, so the the fireworks worked. They worked well. It was a good distraction as it, they were trying to, you know fight and do all of these things they had to try to attack it a bit um it just it just got crazy from there um so while all of that's happening of course then you've got um the other four at the top of the hill where the big antenna is because they're basically the the communications between uh hopper and Will's mom, Joyce, excuse me, Hopper and Joyce, because they're trying to go and close the gate. Um, they're posed as Russian, so, you know, Russian, uh, soldiers, um, them along with, um, Bald Eagle. Um, at this point, Alexi Alexi does not make it to episode 8, because Alexei is killed by the big Russian, okay, that beat Jim Hopper's ass. Killed by him at the 4th of July ceremony, or fair or whatever because he uh forgot and i remember when they were there i was like what on earth is he doing at the fair winning games and getting big stuffed animals and having a good time sir you're on the run at this point and at this point if they find you they're gonna kill you because they think you've snitched on them sir come on comrade right so as soon as i thought this you know he won his game and everything who, the guy comes rolling up, shoots him in the chest, okay, shoots him in the chest in front of everybody, nobody sees it, because he's got a silencer on. plus he shot him through his Woody Woodpecker uh, stuffed animal that he won, which was kind of dope, I loved Woody Woodpecker, um, and that was unfortunate, I was like, damn, Alexi, but, you know, hey man, that's how it goes, and so, he, um, he dies, so those three are the ones that are trying to go and close the gate at this point, then, you've got the kids down here struggling, and then you've got the other kids up here at the, uh, what you call, so that they can communicate with people. They even had to communicate, there was a section in season 3, I didn't understand this at all. Like, I love the, um, never-ending story, don't get me wrong, but I didn't understand what was happening here. Because, um, the, the girlfriend wanted Dusty to, um, sing the never-ending story, um, before she would give them a vital piece of information that they needed, like the code to get into the actual um, the actual room where the gate is. Um, and I think I missed why she knows this number. It's some kind of number, like so. Think the, along the lines of pi, like three point one four. You know. So it's apparently it's a a really important number, and she knew it. And they had to call her for it, and she came through in the clutch and there was this whole singing montage of the two of them singing the never ending story and i was like what is this you know i I, i'm not gonna lie to you i was i was a little confused and disappointed in stranger things in this i was like what is happening even though i get it never end story was big it was huge in the 80s i loved it still i could probably still watch it and be bugged out um but yeah that was one part that i was like i don't know about this but it was okay it was no big deal everybody had the same exact feeling in the show though everybody was like is this is this real life what's happening right now and so um, once once he sang the song and it went hard then she was like here's the number and I was like really bitch and so um So they got in there, closed it, and all this stuff. So long story short, let's just roll into it. Um, Takeaways, okay? They claim that Hopper died, okay? They claim Hopper died because he was fighting the Big Russian. He ended up throwing the Big Russian into the machine, killing him, of course. And then Joyce had to then close the... um, She had to then close the, the gate herself. And when you do that... Everybody gets incinerated who's in the area. I'm confused about why she didn't just open the door and let him back in where she was. So they could have closed the gate and then they could have ran. But, I mean, maybe I'm just thinking a little too, you know, clear. But I know he's not dead. And the reason I know he's not dead is because, first, I don't believe that anybody's dead dead. Because Shonda Rhimes did this to me with Scandal and How to Get Away with Murder. Okay? She's done this to me too many times. I don't think she's dead. I don't think he's dead at all. Also, um... At the very end, there was actually, like, a post-show or post-scene, post-credit scene or something, whatever however you call it. And they showed uh, a facility in Russia, again. And they had, like, a jail, like a holding cells or whatever. Um, they were walking down, and they were like, no, not the American. Get him. So they took some guy, some Russian, I guess. And they put him in a cage, and then they opened a part of that cage, and then a demigorgon comes out, and he's ready to eat. And the Demi-Gorgon has different features, okay? In season one, the demigorgon was upright a bit, but not like this. Like, this was a full realized man body. With no face, you know, so I was like, Oh, so we done went up. So, and so what you're saying is we've evolved, okay, and we're feeding them humans now, great, fantastic. So, that's how I kind of know Hopper's not dead. I refuse to believe that. So, you give me, you have to wait another year to tell me I'm right because I know I'm right on this, okay. And if Hopper is dead, then you might as well go ahead and just wrap up this show, okay. Anyway, another takeaway. Billy wasn't a total douche, so Billy's like I guys I told you, um, Billy. Billy got infected by the thing, okay, and he definitely was the last one to die. Um, the 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 monster actually killed Billy because uh, Eleven was able to go walking in his mind to kind of try to figure some stuff out and and to see where he had been. And his mind was a fucked up place. It reminded me of The Cell. If you guys remember that movie, The Cell with Jennifer um, with Jennifer Lopez and um, Vincent D'Onofrio. If Vince, want, Vince Vaughn was also in the movie. It was a fantastic movie. Very, very heady movie. Um, basically going into other people's minds so that you can figure stuff out. Dah, 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 dah. So that movie's dope. If you guys haven't seen that, check it out. Um, but it reminded me of that. And um, she was able to see that, you know, he had a close relationship with his mom, his dad was abusive to the mom, mom basically left them hanging, and was like, alright, I'm out, you know, and that's when he kind of developed his anger and all of his issues, and yeah, it's just, it's not so bad, you know, once you figure it out, but I mean, I, I tell everybody that, like, everybody's got a story, everybody's got an issue, and there's a reason why people are where they are, it's just whether or not we take the time to figure it out or not, Right? So, um, so he's not a total douche, but I mean, he was a douche, so let's not get it twisted. So, you know, it's unfortunate for Billy. I think the first time we saw it, though, was in season two when he was, you know, in his room and he was talking to his mom or his dad and his stepmom. And I mean, he was being a little, he was being a little mouthy, you know, he was being a little mouthy. Oh, you know, um, you know, you guys relate, late, da, 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 da. But Dad got really ridiculous, like, super ridiculous with him, like, jacking him up, hitting him in the side, like, crazy. So, yeah, it's just out of control. So that's when we first saw it, and then, of course, we see it again in Season 3, and then now Billy has passed away. And I, I really hoped that everybody that was infected would be able to be uninfected, but when I saw them lining up, and then dying, you know, like, you know, morphing into, you know, liquid, and stuff, and then merging into, I said, oh, no, they dead, dead, they dead, dead, okay, um, let's see, I already said Erica got screwed, that's another takeaway of mine, Mike and Nancy's mom is the best, so I say this because I told you guys how Billy thought he was gonna go and fuck, um, Mike's mom okay, who's married, of course, three kids, all these things, okay, she's very attracted to him, but she went and got dressed and ready to go out here to the Motel 6 to get screwed in the pool, which is probably the grossest thing I've ever heard, and then, uh, but not back then, of course, no, 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 but nowadays, I wouldn't dare do that And with all the disease these people have, um, but whatever, um, (laughs) but nah, um, no, I take that back, I probably would if he was sexy enough anyway um but when she came downstairs she took a look over to the living room and she saw her husband laying there asleep with um with their youngest child you know and so she realized at that point you know what i got the game all the way fucked up i was about to risk it all for what for billy you know so um you know that was the the truth, but that's not why I feel like their mom is the shit. There, that plus the fact that there was a very real conversation, and only women are gonna get this. But there was a very real conversation between Nancy and her mom um, after Nancy gets fired from the newspaper. Okay, <laughs> um, and Nancy's mom says a lot of shit that's hitting right now. Right now, two thousand nineteen too. You know, um, it's just hard. You're always told you can't, you won't, you know, you can't do it, this, that, and the other. And she was like, you know, a lot of people give up on their dreams and, you know, she was like, but you're not like that. And I just thought that was the dopest moment. I was like, yes. I said, yeah, mama. I said, yeah. You know what I mean? And then, um, when I was watching season one, yeah, I was watching season one when they, when they find out that when they find the body in the quarry, and they think it's Will and Mike just comes home and then he just falls into his mom's arms because she it's just a you know it's mom so it's comfort you know and it's just like oh mom's the fucking best Nancy did the same thing in in the season season three as well because um, when she got fired her mom came up to check on her she didn't open the door but then when she was on her way down then she did and you know all of that and I think about these things, like, it's interesting to me that people would be like that um, with their with their parents. Like, I did not have the ability to just not talk to my parents. I was like, what in the hell? Man, they did something different. You know? Um, so, okay, so that's why she was shit. Um, another takeaway is the mind flayer just won't give the fuck up. Okay? You just won't give the fuck up. Damn. I mean... You already tried, Will. It didn't work. Okay? Now you got this 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 little this little whatever this this army you know led by Billy. That's not gonna work, you know? So goddamn, they just won't give up. Just won't give up. Anyway. Um Eleven's powers. Okay. Eleven's powers. So after Eleven is bitten by the monster. Okay? She has to then take that stuff out of her, um, leg. I remember I told you guys that Jonathan cut the leg open and had his entire hand in her in her, like, shin area. And it was like, man, what is going on here? You know? So, she basically had to use her t- her powers to get the the thing out of her leg. Which she did. But after that, she couldn't use some powers again. So... My takeaway is that 11th powers will be back. They are not gone for sure. And even if they are, then that means you definitely have to introduce another test subject. You have got to give us 10. Give us give us 8. Bring 8 in the mix. 9, 1, 2, 3. Hey, anybody, okay? So So yeah. And my last takeaway was that the 80s rule. And that's from every Single part, okay. That's every single part. Uh, I'm talking the colors, the hair, the style, all right, the cars, okay, the activities, um, the toys, all of it. The 80s was the best. I think when I was growing up, I always said the 80s was the worst because I was living in the 90s and then it was the 2000s and it was too soon for that. But the 80s was the best. It was the fucking best. It's like one of my favorite times. Um, any any type of movie. TV show, anything like that, set in the 80s, like, it's it's gonna be real hard for you, for me to like it, because I have a standard, I have a standard, Stranger Things is a standard, This Is Us, with those kids, and they don't even, I don't think they grow up in the 80s like that, I think they grow up in the 90s, actually, but some some sometimes it was the 80s, so even them, you know, they, that's the standard of, you know, the things, you know, all of these you know, the Goldbergs, you know, all of these shows that kind of major throwbacks to the times, um, those are the standards, so if you can't get on Stranger Things level, then you better get out of here, get out of here, okay, and, um, and I really loved it, I really loved it, and I'm trying to look at this list that I wrote out that I didn't even really touch, and I'll just go through, because I wrote down specific things about different people. Um, oh yeah, that's right. Here's common sense shit that is missed by every single person in the entire show. Probably with the exception of Erica, but she was not put in position to run, okay? But danger is all around, and this is what they do. They sit there and they watch it. And then when the danger is extremely imminent, then it's, oh no, let me run, let me fall. And I'm like, what are y'all doing? Like, there is a scene, there's a scene where, uh, the whole crew, the kids go to the hospital to see Mrs. Driscoll, okay, Mrs. Driscoll has caught one of these rats, you know, she caught one of the rats and everything, she was a normal person, and then the rat exploded, morphed into liquid, got into her, now she's no longer nobody, right? So, they go to the hospital to see Miss Driscoll, because they basically want to take her back to where the, the monster is, because she kept saying, I gotta go back, I gotta go back, but they didn't know where the monster was, right? So, they were like, oh, well, let's go get her, she'll take us back, and then we'll be good to go, right? They get up there, Miss Driscoll's gone, okay? She's gone, and... Uh, the boss from the, the newspaper, the sexist ones, there's two of them in particular, um, like the editor and maybe the lead reporter or something, um, they're turned into the Flayed at this point, and then they attack them um, heavily, right? Attack the hell out of them, okay? Then, somehow, some way, they both are able to kill their respective dudes that they're fighting. What happens is, their body then turns to mush and oozes together. And then it merges together and it makes a little monster. Now, it took some time for the oozing to occur. It took time for the oozing to merge together, to develop into the monster, all of that. This whole time, all they was doing was watching it. They was watching the whole time. If you ask me if Ask me in a hotel or a hospital because they were in a hospital. In a hospital, there's so many exits. Get the fuck out of there! But no, no, they decide to sit there and watch it. I said, "What are we looking at here? What are we watching? What y'all watching?" And now that monster is put together, and now y'all scared and running. What? Yeah, I get. It. So that happened that happened, um, you know, Eleven has to come save the day again, Eleven's got to come and save Nancy, because Nancy's always in dire need, she's always about to get attacked, always got her back up against the wall, Jesus, I can't stand it, I cannot stand it. I love that they have Eleven as strong, as a strong woman, I love Max is super weak, and I love that Erica was a shit, but I don't understand why Nancy's got to be this quintessential lame-ass, weak-ass woman, like, come on, come on, Nance, I mean, she can use a gun, so that is good, but fuck that shit, I can use a gun, I mean shit, anywho, so, so that's, that's my main issue, that's my main issue, is the, the common, common sense shit, it just ain't got none, none, uh, 11, quick rundown, 11, she's still the shit, um, she was very low key this season, and nothing new was given to us in regards to her powers, we knew the powers that she used, we knew that she could do them, she did it a lot more, but my problem is, is that... And I don't know the the extent of her powers, right? None of us really do. But, like I was telling a friend of mine, I was like, I want her to be able to use her powers without her nose fucking bleeding. That's number one. And then number two, like, I want her to develop some new powers. You know what I'm saying? Like, this got to be the beginning. I mean, she's a, she's a child, you know? So, I don't know. So... Uh, let's see, Mike and Nancy, I told you guys, they're both, they both suck, and they're both lame, I called Mike an asshole earlier, Nancy is the lamest, their dad is dumb, their mom is the best part of that whole family, and baby girl is okay too, she ain't gotten much of a, whatever, she's nobody, All Right? alright, so they're on my nerves, they're on my nerves, um, big time, uh, Joyce and, and, uh, and Hopper, I kinda wish they would have gotten together. I'm not sure. Actually, I do know why. You know, Joyce. Joyce is, uh, still thinking about the ex-boyfriend that died in season two. Um, Bob. and you know, I feel bad about that, too. They reference him a couple of times in season three, which is nice. Um, she has a couple of flashbacks with him as well. So that's also nice. But she's clearly still mourning, uh, Bob. And Hopper is just in love and wants to move ahead. And it's just not going to work that way. Um. Oh, I wrote down here. Hopper had the realest moment in life in the car, screaming at Joyce to drive because there was a part where I I told you guys when they went to the the property and they went underneath the house and they found the, uh, Russian, they found the Russian scientist and the other big Russian was, you know, there, they had to fight him. Um, They trapped the Russian down there. They put the bed down, okay? One of those, you know, folding beds, so, you know... You lift the bed up and then there's more space. But in this situation, you lift the bed up and there was a staircase down underneath the house. And so they put the bed down, everything, they're running out the house, they're getting in the car, all of that. And Joyce is fumbling around with them keys. And listen, I can't stand a fumbler. What is you fumbling around with them keys for? You know what we got to do. We got to go. We got to go. Okay? And he was just like, Joyce, drive. Joyce, try, he was like, for the love of God, Joyce, please try, and listen, listen, I felt that in my spirit, I really did, I really did, I was, I was with him 110%, sir, I'm with you, okay, put your motherfucking foot on this gas bitch, let's go, okay, let's go, um, so I, I enjoyed the shit out of that, um, Dustin and Steve, um, I told you guys about that. I told you guys all about that. Um with Dustin and Steve and Erica and the new girl and the mall and the Russians and oh man. They're probably one of my favorite storylines actually. Um And also their their crew their crew was so diverse. I really appreciated it. Um fight scenes. Yeah, I told y'all about the spice, some of them. So the the two biggest spice scenes is the Russians versus the russian versus hopper okay this happened multiple times um this the first fight was when he got molly the second fight was when he um got molly again um and it, it just it just was a continuous struggle for hopper okay and this russian um Nancy and Jonathan versus the, the the Flayed bosses. I told you guys about that, where they their bodies, they killed them, and then their bodies melted down and then they merged into a monster. Yeah, that was a crazy fight scene too. I ain't gonna lie to you, I was stressed. Um, the big fight at the last episode, which I think the episode is actually called Showdown at the Star Court. Okay, and. That's very straightforward, and that's exactly what it was. I mean, that thing was huge; it was ridiculous. Um, let me see. I, I wrote down Billy versus everybody. He he really was he really was a son of a vision this um, season. Um, and then also, I wrote down a little note: they just don't care who they fight. And I say that because there's so many fights that occur and the men just did not care about the fact that they were fighting the women i mean one girl i can't remember who this was but she got thrown she got picked up and thrown into like a, a glass like a counter okay and i was like god don't. Was like god count it you know so i was like shit what the fuck jesus all right all right um let's see i got no something will Will, still my guy, okay? I really enjoy Will tremendously. He's like the most normal of all of them. He's a little timid, but at the same time, he's a normal kid, and I just really like Will, and I just feel bad for him because he's got such a hard life, and he's got crazy parents, and he is, his friends are disastrous as well, but shout out to him. Shout out to him. Let's see what else I have written down. Anything worth talking about? Jonathan. Okay. Nah. That's pretty much it. I did write down. (laughs) I did write down that um, the shit kept getting smarter. The monster, that is. It kept getting smarter. It kept getting smarter. So, so overall, if I could give uh, an entire series one grade, um, I would probably give the entire series an A- minus right now. Um, episode... Excuse me. Uh, season 1, I would give a solid A. Season 2 gets an A-plus for me. And then season 3 definitely gets an A-plus. It definitely gets an A-plus. So, um, fantastic work, Stranger Things. I just can't thank you guys enough. I... The only thing I can pray is that while you were writing season three, you guys were also writing season four and five or whatever, instead of taking an entire fucking year to write the script and then another six to eight months to film it and then another four months to edit it down, okay? Like, come on. That ain't hitting. That ain't hitting. You hear me? But... Um, in any case, so those of you who have not quite seen all of the episodes, um, I hope that you did not listen to this. Um, <laughs> if you got to this point, I would imagine that you listened to this. Um, but, um, so those of you who have questions, uh, just let, holler at me. I don't mind answering questions that I might have an answer to, um, because it can be confusing. Um, and I hope that you guys enjoyed Stranger Things. It's fantastic. Okay, and those of you who are well aware of these characters and, and everything that's happened... Hey, let me know how y'all like this. Let me know what y'all thought of Season 3. And everybody, just let me know what you think of Stranger Things, period. Hit me on Speaks and Instagram. Alright? You can hit me on Twitter. Okay? At MillsDeVargo. Uh, you can hit me on Facebook. Underneath J. Mills Productions. Um, all of that. So... So yeah, let me know what you think. I pray that you guys enjoyed the shit out of this just like I did. It made my entire July 4th because I didn't celebrate it like that. Um, I just kind of relaxed and chilled. So I just, I'm elated. And now I'm just waiting on another show that I really enjoy to uh, come back. Like Lost in Space or something like that. And I need something that's going to have over 10 episodes. I just want Netflix to tighten up. Okay? Tighten up. Jesus. But, anyway, I'm out, y'all. I'm out. Bring the beat up.